From Studio C in the 511 Studios located in the Brewery District in downtown Columbus, Ohio, this is Note to Future Me. I'm Brett Johnson, founder and owner of Circle 270 Media Podcast Consultants. In each episode, I interview businesses and organizations who have implemented podcasting into their marketing strategy. Circle 270 Media works with entrepreneurs, small to mid-sized to large businesses, associations, and nonprofits to strategically plan and execute podcast content creation, distribution, and marketing. With over 35 years of experience in broadcasting and marketing, Circle 270 Media brings a unique approach to consulting our podcaster clients. With over 35 years of experience in broadcasting and marketing, Circle 270 Media brings a unique approach to consulting our podcaster clients. In this episode, I interviewed the co-host of the podcast, Kami Waza, Aaron Gennetti, who is the co-owner of Endeavor Defense and Fitness, and Drew Dillon, co-owner of Project Lift. Co-hosting a podcast is not easy, and I think you'll agree after listening to this interview, they have the chemistry that most business podcasts would love to have. Their energy and their insight on what topics to cover during each episode is focusing on their clientele, and the feedback they are getting is immediate. You're going to hear from Aaron first in this interview, and then from Drew. You can find a complete transcription of this episode at circle270media.com or note2futureme.com. And if you'd like to be interviewed about your business or organization's podcast, send me an email at podcasts at circle270media.com, or you can go to my website and fill out the contact information form. For more information about Circle 270 Media Podcast Consultants and how we can help your business begin or better implement your current podcast into your marketing strategy, contact me at podcasts at circle270media.com. And here's the interview. Well, before we get into the nuts and bolts of the podcast, I, as I do with all my guests, I want to ask both of you um, nonprofits that you support. And either one of you jump in it at any time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's two uh, main ones that come to mind for us. Um, so one that's actually in the, the CrossFit world specifically, which is, is one of the things that we do, uh, is uh, an organization that's actually called Barbells for Boobs. Mm. Um, and they essentially raise money for uh, to get just mammograms uh, for ladies to be able to keep up on it and get checked, you know, especially the ones that either can't afford it or don't have the insurance for it or uh, that. Mm-hmm. They've done amazing things uh, with breast cancer. One of our very good friends and actually lifts right now with Project Lift, um, Sherry Schmensky was a survivor of breast cancer. Yep. And uh, they did a lot for her. So um, uh, I'm a chairman on the board for the Arnold uh, Sports Festival for the CrossFit section or the functional fitness section mm-hmm. but uh last year we had them out they did a like a two-hour routine did a couple of workouts had a couple survivors come out and talk um we do a lot of fundraising for them we help support sherry in that so that's one of them and then the other one that we do uh annually and i mean it's not for profit but nationwide children so we always every year we do a really big toy drive for them mm-hmm. um around the holidays for christmas time right. so uh, we put up a tree in the front. All of our members come and, and bring in things like that, and then we drop them off before the holidays. So those are two of our constants. There's been mm-hmm. plenty we've supported over yeah. the years, um, you know, everything from uh, homeless to dog shelters to everything. But those are the two that, that we tend to support constantly. Yeah, those those are our big constant ones. You know, it's really cool that you bring up the question because it's recently just been on my mind, mm-hmm. you know, been on my mind about – um, actually, I think it was Tony Robbins kind of finally smacked it into me and in just finishing one of his books recently. But I thought it was interesting how he talked about um, giving when even when you didn't feel like you had enough to give in the point of helping you create the feeling of abundance. Like if you can give 10 percent, even, you know, even now with whatever you have. 
right? Like, like one, you're going to feel great about it, but two, you're going to feel that there's more out there, you know? So I really started to look, you know, in addition to the ones that we've done over the years, because it always seems like ones pop up like, oh, here's this, here's this one. Do you want to, yeah, okay, we'll help. Mm -hmm. You know, and one thing growing up that really um, affected me was Boy Scouts. And, you know, just recently I've, I've started giving to Boy Scouts of America, just looking like I went and, and did a little bit of research and seeing what they were still up to, you know, but I, I just love, I love the beginning of the pledge, yeah. right? On my honor, you know, I swear I'll do my best. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and again, you know, I think working with individuals in strength and fitness, um, one of the things watching kids grow up, if they can just understand, you know what I mean, the the commitment to do your best, whatever that is, you know, is a great foundation. And I just look at growing up. I didn't make Eagle Scout. I kind of, you know, got out of Boy Scouts probably mid-teens, right? But even the time that I was in, you know, through, you know, love the experience I had. And I think it's still funny is when, you know, People go, well, what does it really give you? Here's one right out of the gate <laughs> is watch someone try to um, um, move something where they have to tie a knot. They have to secure something, <laughs> right? And they're like, they're like, well, and it's just like you can tie your shoes, right? What are you doing? And they're like, well, I don't, I don't know, you know, and you come yeah. over and you tie a slip knot or you, you tie a, you know, just a different knot. How would you know how to do that? <laughs> Boy Scouts. Boy Scouts. <laughs> <laughs> One good takeaway, that's for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I got to thinking before we I hit the record button. Um, I hadn't put this in my notes, but I thought if I don't do this right now, I'm going to catch a lot of hell. <laughs> if I don't say a big shout out to Dr. Rich Alm. Oh <laughs> yeah. I know he's going to listen to this episode once it's published, and if if I were when I see him next, there's not even an if when I see him next. The next time I have problems, um, I'm. He may not even see me if yeah. I don't if we don't say something to it. But but he um, he is the one that connected us right. to talk about your podcast, and I've been seeing him for years through our kids as well as our you know my wife and myself. And every time I go in, it's about a podcast of some kind. We're talking podcasting or radio, you yep. know that sort of thing. So um, I appreciate him connecting us and and getting me to know you guys better about you know your podcast as well too. But let's um. Let's do a little bit of background history between the two of you, where you started and, and how you got here today. Let's put it that way with your uh, professional background, your history, and, and the, you know, the two businesses that you own and how you're you know, coming together. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, we, we technically own two different businesses, mm-hmm. and yet in the same regard, we help each other with those businesses, and both of the businesses thrive off each other. So we're both located at, at one location, which is in uh, Hilliard, Ohio. So I run uh, Endeavor Defense and Fitness along with two other business partners. And then, you know, I'll let Drew talk about Project Lift a little more later, but uh, uh, he runs Project Lift. Mm-hmm. And we're at the same facility. He's got his own area. We have our own area. Um, but the overlap is is phenomenal there. So I started – I was introduced to uh, originally uh, Krav Maga, which is a self-defense system, in uh, really early 2008 – and uh, for me, I was uh, an architecture, landscape architecture student at Ohio State, and uh, I, found, I found this system at a time where I was out of money. I was paying my way through college. I had to take a quarter off. I wasn't in the best spot. Let's just put it that way, uh, mentally, psychologically, emotionally, anything there. Um, and so I found this place. It was a good release. I had done a little bit of martial arts as a kid, pretty much just never left. 
um, to the point where I helped them open up a second location later on that year. Um, I actually left Ohio State and started working there full time. Um, and that's pretty much been it from there. And so from that path, I was introduced to uh, CrossFit and then into more of the self-defense side of things. Um, and then eventually weightlifting. I met Drew the first time him and I met was actually at a USAW weightlifting certification. He was one of the lifters there uh, that was helping out with the course. And we talked, but not outside of, you know, like I'm here to lift weights and tell you when you, you know, suck and I'm here to try not to suck. Right. Like out of that relationship. And then eventually through weightlifting, we ended up back in the same spot. The club he was with uh, started lifting in our facility. And then um, when he had an opportunity to open up his own club, he was like, hey, would you guys mind if we stayed here? And I was like, yes. <laughs> and during that whole entire time, you know, him and I have just just naturally from business standpoint, life standpoint, we we tend to just gravitate towards each other, challenge each other. Um, we've learned a lot from each other. Over time. I wouldn't be where I'm at right now with my business if it wasn't for him. And and I would like to think we've supported his relatively well. Mm-hmm. So that's my background. That's how we at least came together. I'll let him talk about Project mm-hmm. Lift as he knows a lot more about that. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, Project Lift, like Aaron said, um, a separate entity. And, you know, it's funny to hear Aaron started back in Krav Maga around 2008. Around 2008 is when I got into Olympic lifting. So weightlifting with the snatch, clean and jerk competitions uh, around that nature. And at the time, you know, I'd graduated from Ohio State and, and was – kind of getting my, you know, getting off the ground, figuring it out. And there was a natural draw to weightlifting for me. You know, it was, I found it fun. I found it exciting. And I started to have some success in it. So it was a really nice, um, in a way, maybe I could think of it as an escape at times from trying to, you know, cut my teeth out in the world of figuring out, oh, what do I want to do? Whereas, hey, at least I have this something over here having some success with it. Uh, like Aaron said, we met each other in a uh, certification first, but I first remember going like, oh, man, you know, like our relationship growing a bit more was uh, – and it's funny that you'd brought up uh, nonprofits – was he was doing these uh, once a month Friday cookout slash uh, workouts to raise money for uh, a nonprofit of that month. Mm-hmm. And it was whatever causes was going on. And uh, we were talking and I'm a huge griller. I was, I was uh, one of the founding members of the Buckeye Barbecue Club at Ohio State back in the day. And um, Aaron's not much of a cooker. <laughs> and it, w- <laughs> You know, I, I can make a mean ribeye. That's, about, <laughs> that's about the extent of it. And we were talking uh, about grilling, and he's like, "Man, I I'm always wish I you know had somebody help me out with this cookout for these events." And I was like, "Oh man, I you know I can I could cook." You know, and I came in to to help grill and watch this event, experience this event. I was like, "Man, this is this is really cool." You know, so I remember that being um, you know a moment where I was like, "Yeah, you know, like this guy's." somebody I'd like to get to know more, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And our relationship grew out of that. And again, you know, we just started to work more with each other um, and it just continued to grow and grow. And, you know, Project Lift would definitely not be where it is today uh, without Aaron and uh, the support of Endeavor. Excellent. So how did the conversation about a podcast begin? <laughs> I, I, I love the setup that you two are very complimentary to each other in regards to um, the businesses as well as maybe even outlook on life and you know you kind of help support each other and such but so the, the podcast let's talk about how that conversation started well i think it works really well because not only are we complimentary but we also will absolutely just tear each other apart. <laughs> that's okay <laughs> so it goes both ways exactly yeah so we actually um 
Uh, it, uh, what was it two years ago? Yeah, we, we tried did, a yeah. little one. Yeah. So we we kind of tinkered around with it a while ago, and just through uh, kind of the concept of just content creation in general. So we've uh, we've always done a lot of instructional videos, highlight videos, uh, make sure there's images. I mean, it's you know we were just talking about this before we actually start recording, but it's it's the age of the internet. If you're mm-hmm. going to be successful with a business, you have to have a presence. Um, you have to accept social media, whether you like it or not. And then you have to play that. And, uh, so we were making videos and then it was, it was just another opportunity to get some content out. And so the first kind of go around we did with it, um, to be completely honest, I ordered a, a small little two track Behringer off of, uh, Amazon. And we had, um, uh, essentially like three mics. We used uh, a blue, just like the, the basic blue USB mic. And then we had, um, two headsets, and the original premise of it was we were interviewing people that were uh, very, very knowledgeable and had a lot of wisdom in certain areas based in central Ohio. So that was kind of like the shtick was everybody goes off to, you know, California, Texas and all these other places to find powerlifting instruction or nutrition, stuff like that. And it was an opportunity to highlight like there's a lot of this information locally. You don't have to go out of it. And so to highlight some of those opportunities, and we did, we interviewed Sherry, who we were talking about earlier with Barbells for Boobs. Um, we interviewed Sean Clifton, who was, uh, uh, he's a Purple Heart recipient. He was um, shot multiple times, you know, during war and, and his bounce back and recovery into CrossFit. We interviewed a couple on nutrition. We had Joe Lasco from Westside Barbell. And it, it really was just... Like we had one or two questions set up for him. It was more just a conversation. Like, who are you? What's your background? And then we'd ask a couple questions around it. So we tinkered around with that for uh, maybe eight episodes yeah, maybe. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was very loose and, uh, it was that kind of died off, uh, more or less because I'm a little kind of ADD. I'm all over the place. And, uh, oh man, I don't know. It was probably September. Something like that. I mean, yeah. I, I feel like with the interviews and even I think at times we were we were so focused around stuff that related to the business still, yeah. you know, that I don't know. I don't know whether it just got exhausting or the interview part definitely made it more difficult. Yeah. You yeah, know, right out right out of the yeah. gate. Mm-hmm. So that was that kind of fell off. Um, and again, you know, we 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 have multiple irons and multiple fires at any point in time, right? So that kind of fell by the wayside. And then it was actually how this podcast came about is it's kind of twofold. Um, Drew and I, we usually get together, I don't know, once every four weeks, six weeks, you know, where we would just get a cup of coffee and just talk, you know, uh, you know, what's going on project lift, what issues you're running into. He would, you know, what's going on with endeavor. What do you've got going on? Just talk about family and everything that goes with that. And uh, one of our friends, his name's Rob Pincus, reached out to me because he was mm. thinking about starting an internet, essentially radio station or network. Okay. And he wanted us to host a show. Mm. And so he was actually the one that kind of replanted that seed. Um, and so we sat down and the first couple questions were, okay, like we tried this once. Is this feasible? If we are going to do it, what kind of a time commitment do we actually have? And then if we are going to do what that look like? And it started just morphing into to idea wise uh, what it is now, which is just like, well, let's just talk about all the stuff we normally talk about, which is how are we improving the business? How are we improving a life? Uh, what are the issues we're running into? And it can pertain to entrepreneurship. It can pertain to weightlifting. It can pertain to self-defense. It might just pertain to bourbon, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So whatever kind of gets there. And uh, so that's what kind of jumped off where we went with it. 
And, uh, you know, eventually the, the idea of the radio network kind of died off, but we were gung ho and we were pretty excited about it. Um, and so I'm kind of one of those dudes that like when we're, when it's like, if you want to do something, I just do it. <laughs> and right, so, sure. yeah, I went down to the local, uh, music shop, bought a couple of sure microphones, mm-hmm. uh, ordered a, uh, you know, a, a better version of the Behringer that holds on more tracks so we can bring on other people if we wanted to. And then we kind of just started. Yeah. We kind of just hashed out and rolled. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think one thing in reflection between the podcast that we originally started with the interviews and getting going one, there wasn't much of that commitment. We were definitely dabbling. And with the dabbling, we also, with the interviews, I think set up a situation that is a bit more challenging if you're just dabbling. Like there's mm-hmm. got to be stronger commitment there if you're going to be reaching out to people, you know, more of a, a laid plan. And, uh, you know, one thing going into it too, uh, and I remember talking with Aaron, if we were just going to talk about weightlifting, I, I, I don't know how long I could go. I think I would get a bit bored. But it's funny, you know, within the walls of Project Lift, although, you know, these athletes, you typically find ones that are wanting to compete in the sport, that are in a sport but want to become better at their sport utilizing the Olympic lifts to become more explosive or they they find the Olympic lifts intriguing and just want to learn. They they might stick their toe into a competition and see what it's like. But I, I, for anyone who hasn't done a snatch or a clean and jerk but has golfed, I think that's a, a really good – connection oh, yeah. like think of the complexities of a golf swing Man. you know that is the the same complexities put into two different movements so you see athletes you know spend their whole career competing in this sport but um one thing within those walls the conversations often come down to just improving at life right like you know what's our foundation that's allowing us to train you know, consistently uh, healthy, you know, all of these life conversations, you know, that Aaron and I will sit down and have coffee with or, you know, multiple times are sitting down with clients and and having conversations with and then even other key individuals in our businesses. You know, I think that's one thing that we've done pretty well is, um, you know, whether it's a partner or a coach on my side or a partner or a coach on his side, like we both are watching, you know, and I think it's really funny when, you know, I catch one and, you know, something comes up in a conversation and I just kind of throw a piece of advice at them or challenge them on something. And they're like, oh, it's kind of what Aaron said, but like a different way to say it, <laughs> you know, and it's like, yeah, you know, but then also, you know, texting each other going, hey, man, like, you know, what's up with, uh, you know, so-and-so, are they okay? You know what I mean? And, and just giving support and going like, oh, man, I think they're going through a hard time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And and that's the thing. I think a lot of people don't give credit to the foundation to allow yourself to be consistent at whatever you want to do. Right. And that's one thing that's been really fun about this podcast uh, to talk about. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, the commitment thing was real big. I mean, because we actually sat down and said, like, if we're going to do this, we have to have a time slot. There's got to be like – it's on the calendar. We don't stir from it. That's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. And so that actually spurred, you know, you talk about putting the studio together and having a designated space. Like we did that. We had an area upstairs that we had originally intended to be a, uh, like a child watch for people that were coming in to take classes and wanted to drop their kids off. And for staffing reasons and insurance and everything else, it just, that fell through. Um, so then we had this open spot that we had dropped five grand into to have the walls built out and all that. And uh, so it actually ended up being great because, like I said, we do a lot of media content anyway. So we turned it into a studio slash 
pretty much our media room. So all mm-hmm. of our cameras are up there. We have a green screen. We have a wall that's all whiteboards. Um, so that allowed us to have that designated space. And people know, like, once I walk upstairs and the door's shut, you know, mm-hmm. you know, for us, we do it on Sundays, which the gym's closed anyway. But uh, it works out really well. But I think what's interesting is Drew and I are both at a spot right now in the business where we're both you know, like, like he would say, we're working on the business instead of working in the business mm-hmm. as much. And so, whereas, you know, when I started, I, I love teaching. I, I tell people all the time, if it was up to me, I would just teach. Um, but, you know, to make a business successful, you've got to step back and you have to see all the pieces. Plus, I have a phenomenal, phenomenal team of instructors. So if I'm taking up and hogging all the classes, I'm not allowing them the opportunity to grow. So a lot of the conversations we have, like I've realized my role, if I'm going to make the business more successful, is to make sure the, the staff is more successful. And so all the conversations we are generally having are the same things that I dealt with trying to figure out how to become a better instructor, how to become a better husband. You know, now I have, I have two children, so how to become a better father, how to become a better business owner. And it's allowing us an opportunity where I'm going like, well, instead of making you guys figure this out the way I figured it out, you know, let's have a couple of conversations. And, uh, that's been really fun because the the way that we do it, to be completely honest, we just like 15 minutes before we go upstairs, it's like, what are we talking about today? And it just becomes a conversation, which is which is really nice and allowed us to go. So I think the the commitment of the time and the space is what really brought it all together. But but really just our background together and the way that we can just have conversations, I think, is what really allowed us to bring it full swing. If it was if it was two people that didn't know each other and we were forcing the conversation, I think it'd be a lot harder. Yeah, I see a lot of the shout outs and Facebook groups. I need a co-host yeah. to do this, that or the other. And it's like, yeah. no, you, that's going to be a uh, that's going to be a failure. That's yeah, about five episodes yeah. and going to work. It's yeah. going to work at all. And and, and really, it was probably very lucky that you had a failed initial attempt oh, yeah. mm. with podcasting because I think a lot of podcasters go into this like interviews. Oh, interviews, that's that's a perfect – there are tons of people I can talk to <laughs> and, you know, and such. But it does become a hassle because you also are working with someone else's schedule to yep. interview them. And granted, yes, there are a lot of people. I think your idea for interview makes a lot of sense and still could implement that mm-hmm. in what you're doing right now, but not as a total – Right. And that's that's all we had. Like that podcast. was that was the premise of the podcast. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's and, but you and live it, and you learn. Right. It, you, you exactly. You live and learn and it would work, but at the same time it, it wasn't enough energy for you to keep it going as right. well. Where now you're seeing you can walk in fifteen minutes before a podcast and you, you crank out a half hour. Mm. Oh podcast. yeah, we're well, yeah. we we started you know. trying to keep it at like twenty to thirty and yeah. lately, man, we've been going an hour just because the conversation's very natural. And why organic. why stop yeah. it? Yep. Exactly. If you feel that and you're getting the feedback from yeah. your listeners, you never stop. Do oh, yeah. not hit stop. Or you can always edit later on, but don't stop it. Yeah. Exactly. So as co hosts, how do you handle duties? I guess you could mm-hmm. say. I mean, What's your part? What's your part in, in regards to putting the podcast together? Is it equal or you're looking at me <laughs> <laughs> um, right now, for the most part, uh, like we're we do we're doing a lot, but it's we're still very minimal. Right. Yeah. We already have like Drew already has his outlets and mailing lists and uh, like content followers through Project Lift. We have the same through Endeavor and what I do. So uh, right now, designated time slots. You know, we both are there. We both record. The equipment's already up there. And then really, I've already got the templates. We just, I, right now, we're using just GarageBand. Yeah. Um, so we keep it very simple. So I've got the templates already put together. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty much drop. We do, again, I, I think it just, 
the way that we are and the way that we talk and even the way we talk with our, you know, our clients and things like that, uh, it's, it's just one take. Like, no, we, we allow the, the screw ups and, you know, the, the blurbs that go in here and let it be a more natural conversation front to back. So the entire editing process, once the sound check goes through and it sounds good through the mics is pretty much clip, clip, stick it in the makes middle it of the template. a whole lot of your session, doesn't it? Yeah. It really does. Just, yeah. Just allow it to happen. Maybe occasional flub here or there. Yeah. Everybody has a brain fart occasionally. Exactly. You know, you're just going to, but do you let it in or not? It's like, it's yeah. my personality. It happens in real life. Okay, I'll just let it happen. Yeah, and yeah. I think, you know, again, I think that comes, you know, the demographic and what you're talking about is going to matter. But, I mean, the whole entire thing is about being able to make mistakes, getting better and all that kind of stuff. So I think it just fits. But so the editing process, if we're being completely honest, for me is five minutes. Mm-hmm. And that's like me actually looking at it. Once I hit export to an MP3, it's it's pretty simple there. So I do the edit or the the edit. I drop it onto the page. Um, do the show notes, which I like listening back to them anyway. So I do the show notes, and then I'm doing the Instagram stuff. So there's not we're not doing a lot. Okay. Yeah. Um, when we start, I know we want to start doing some mailing lists and some other things that'll go off on it. That's his territory. That's yeah. where he he's better at the trickle campaigns and understanding you know sales funnels and leads and things like that. I'm. I'm like content straightforward guy. Um, Great as, at content. As that goes. Yeah. 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 So I'm handling the Instagram, Facebook stuff right now. He's going to start doing the more, you know, you talk about how it's going to uh, maybe benefit the business. That's going to be more. I'm yeah. creating the presence. He's sure. going to take care of that. Well, let's dive into that a little bit. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're at the beginning stages of email and newsletter and, and, you know, marketing and such. Talk about what's in your head, what what you're thinking about doing to, to as as this is a piece of it. Yeah. So, you know, right now, right out of the gate with the Instagram and the Facebook that Aaron's been doing, and even with our our small mailing list around members, right? So, you know, thinking of of that, not even in the, the whole big span of the community around us or the world, um, the benefit to the business I found extremely interesting how many conversations it's brought up. Because, again, these conversations um, are typical conversations we're having with athletes and coaches about getting better, you know, and now it's this other outlet that's on their time frame. You know, I don't have to sit down with them, you know, at the desk and schedule a meeting with them or a call with them and have this conversation. They can, you know, listen to it when they, they want. And then all of a sudden they're coming in and, and bringing it up. You know, so from a business standpoint of helping the business uh, with the members that we have currently, it's continuing to help them solidify their foundation to be successful at training towards whatever their goal is. So that's been instrumental. Yeah, um, on both sides. That's, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's been, you know, and it's interesting because going into it, I, that wasn't necessarily my thought. My thought was, you know, a new audience, you know, finding new people and, and that and Right out of the gate in these first, what are we, 11, 12 episodes yeah, we, uh, live? Uh, today we just released 11. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's out there. Just the feedback from the members and the audience we already have, it's you, you can feel it strengthening, mm-hmm. right? And it was like, okay, that I didn't expect that. That's really neat. Looking forward of continuing, you know, we played with the idea of a book club. You know, and looking at what we're talking about, and I'm an avid reader, Aaron's an avid reader, you know, and the more we just continued digging into that, um, that was kind of our first like, hey, okay, well, let's see if we can't create a group, an audience around, you know, hey, I'd like the habit of reading more, you know, and giving them something that could cause, you know, could put a little skin in the game on holding to that habit. 
mm-hmm. where you know we'll curate the books, we'll curate the conversation, and uh, you know put something together. So we're still still playing with that. Um, but even looking at our our list outside of what we currently have, like members currently in our facilities, um, starting to get them more opportunities, get that out there. What I've what I've I've been playing it with at the very beginning is I'll write a bit, and uh, if you're if you're familiar with Seth Godin in in kind of his short style, it's almost mm-hmm. like a thought. Mm-hmm. And what I've been really playing with it uh, recently in the last few months with the podcast is. You know, one member asked me the other day, he goes, you know, when you write those little blurbs, who are you writing to? You know, and the, the secret is I'm, I'm writing to myself. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not thinking of somebody else, actually. I'm, I'm typically thinking of me, you know, when you had this problem or when you, you know, had this challenge or you've been struggling with this thought. And I'm like calling myself out. And I think it's really interesting how many people have related to the language towards myself, but it's not towards anybody else. You know, and continuing to do that around the, the subject matter of the podcast and then letting that be the, the tie-in of like you want to take that deeper, you know, here's something you can listen to. You know, so that's kind of been the the seeds I've been playing with right now, looking at how we're going to continue to trickle and pull in maybe some other mediums as well that could work. Right. Yeah. I, I it, To me, it looks as though uh, and sounds as though the podcast itself is just an extension as podcasts are, extension of yourselves that you're already doing this in your facilities. Yeah. You're talking to these folks. They're giving you feedback. They're willing to even, you know, download an episode while they're working out possibly to, oh, yeah. to get pumped up. At least their their weaknesses that day, you helped fill a hole for them. It's like, wow, they, he hit the spot that day. That's, yeah. what, I, that's yep. what I needed. And we've had a lot of those uh conversations. I've, I've, the, what, the one cracks me up all the time is we'll have people that will come in and they'll be like, yeah, huh. uh, listen to your podcast. It's actually good. <laughs> You're looking at me, go, "Well, wow, thanks. I appreciate that. That your original thought was that this is going to be terrible. Yeah, right. Exactly. I'm glad you took the leap. Yeah. But uh, I think one of the things that's really important to us, like, <clears throat> yes, we talk about this all the time. But yes, we're a business. We have to make money. That's the way it is. But. We want to do that through bringing value. We want it to be actual trade off. And I think one of the things that's super important for us to understand, and, and I've looked at this a lot more the last maybe four or five years, is that long game, right? And I'm, uh, we talked about this on one of the most recent episodes, but the concept of a reputation. Mm-hmm. So, what's the reputation of the business, right? And, you know, you don't build that reputation in one year, two years, honestly, even three, like a true, true, true reputation. What we've started figuring out is, the last two years that we've been open, especially at Endeavor, and I know it's happening with Project Lift because um, I even hear the conversations, but it's we're getting a lot of, hey, I've heard about you or, hey, I heard this about you or, hey, I was I'm not happy with what's going on with the situation I have now. And I've for years I've heard that this is the way you guys do things. And to me, with with having the podcast out there and having it related to the two is now when they're listening to that. They're going like, oh, wow, you know, these guys, I know, first off, I know exactly what I'm getting into. Like right. if I walk into this place, right. this is not just the the technical aspects of it and things like that, but I know the the mentorship, the leadership, the community that's coming out of this isn't superficial. Um, and I think that's important in and of itself. But they can also look at it and go like, wow, I'm going to, I'm going to go to this facility and I'm not just getting physical fitness. The reality of it is we've talked about this before, but to, to, 
be physically fit, you really just have to be consistent. Like, yes, there's better and worse, but anybody can coach relatively well from a technical aspect. The difference is how are you building relationships with the athletes? How are you adjusting to not just their physical issues? Like we were talking about chiropractors and tweaks, but what's your mood today? Mm-hmm. And you should adjust your program and the way you approach a class and the way you approach recovery and rest, not just based off of the physical aspects and the, the physiological, but the psychological, where's mm-hmm. your emotional state? Mm-hmm. You know, you might need like two week CrossFit's real big. Uh, on times, right? You're looking to to hit faster uh, lifts and hit more weight and do things faster. That's people get bogged down by that. It's a really, really good way to motivate people and to push people, but they forget that realistically, sometimes it doesn't matter. And so, some people need like psychologically, like you might be perfectly fine physically, but you're breaking down because of these things. Like you need to lay off for a week or two and stop. You know, take half the weight off the bar, do half the reps, just. Do it for fun. Remember, this is a fun type thing. Mm-hmm. And so I think they start realizing that that's the difference between, in our opinion, that's the difference between a good gym and a great gym or a good community and a great community is that it's not like anybody can show you how to do a, a clean and jerk relatively well. I say anybody with air quotes. But the difference is what's the longevity physically, emotionally, psychologically? How do I feel about the tribe that I'm surrounded with? Mm-hmm. And I think the podcast is is allowing that more and more. And people are starting mm-hmm. to realize like, wow, it's it's a this is a completely different experience that I'm about to walk into than what I perceived from watching, you know, 10 YouTube videos of of people, you know, killing themselves doing a snatch or something along those lines. And so I, I've I've found that interesting over the last eleven weeks where I'm getting, you know, conversations through by other templates, like people that are coming in for outside seminars. I travel a lot and I do security consultations and, and uh, community events around, you know, the the concept of surviving an active killer situation, which is it's a terrible and depressing thing to have to run around and talk about. But I'm getting contacts through that that are going like, oh, man, and I caught two or three episodes of your podcast. And it's amazing to hear you talk about these things and the way you look at it. And it just changes and helps build, again, that that reputation. And I think because we don't put a, a huge weight of planning and a huge weight of following a certain structure and we allow things to just go whatever is said i think it allows that to people start realizing like it is actually genuine like we're not reading off a list of stuff like Mm -hmm. these are just legitimate conversations and so again like when you if you're looking at endeavor or you're looking at project lift between all of the video content we have the instructional material we have the newsletters we put out the articles that we write and the podcast you pretty much know exactly what you're getting before you ever had to walk through the door if you wanted to take the time and actually research it, which so that's been a secondary benefit, uh, I, which I think has been a really important one because the conversations have been great inside of the gym. But we've also I've also gotten a lot of conversations from outside the gym. Nice. Yeah, I can see where your podcast is that soft touch mm-hmm. and it allows them to be you to be in their head with yeah. their their earbuds mm-hmm. at the time that they need your information and such. And you're yeah, I think a lot of businesses and I've I've had consultations with businesses taking a look at you know, what a podcast can or can't do. And they're looking at it as kind of a quick fix very quickly. Mm. And it's and it's not. No. Um, this is not a strong call to action type of medium. But over time, you'll win your listener over yeah. yep. because they need to, to, to learn you yep. as you go along with exactly what the tactic you're looking at. It's like, let's just go in and you know, brainstorm 15 minutes before we come on, but we know where we're going with it, really. It right. just comes down to what's the topic this time yep. and do what we do 
outside of these four walls anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You just bring it into the mic and, and have fun. And I think both of you coming together, listening to the episodes I have of yours, you're well matched. You play off each other great. And I think yeah. that's key to it as well, too, that having a co-host is great because I've done solo. I I'm not great at solo. I'd rather do co-host, but you've got to find the right person to sit with you to do that. Yeah. A matchup schedule as well as you don't want them to be necessarily a nodder yeah. and say, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> and it's like, no, you got to add a little bit, <laughs> you know, but different life perspective and such too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, I want to go back to that, um, the book club idea, mm-hmm. which I love. I love the idea. And I think it's probably a little bit of why you went with Podbean, which is your your um, uh, platform you're using to to support the podcast or to, to uh, disseminate and such. So um, how did that come about initially? Was that a right out of the shoot, we're going to do a book club, this makes sense, let's go with the platform, or did it kind of evolve was, into it? That was pretty much his idea. Yeah. I, I love it. Yeah. I think it was at the beginning of going, you know, what's something that relates that could add value? And let's let's try the idea. Is there interest out there? Yeah. Um you know, again, just with that goal, you know, and I think it's funny too, at the time, uh, a friend of ours, James Clear, had just released a book called Atomic Habits. And, uh, you know, I had just read that book. I know Aaron had just read that book. And just looking Let's at... clarify, I listened. Okay. He, li- he listened to that book. <laughs> I audio booked that. That's, all right. That's all true. Right. <laughs> but, um, you know, the, the thing that was really just on our minds in the moment was looking at who we're helping, you know, how can we provide some value around helping them start that habit you know and if you'd like to to read more if that's a goal of yours you know then become part of this and and we can take you down that and then it's just a test you know let's toss it out there see if it see if there's interest um and continue morphing off that i think you're dealing with the same type of audience that if they're willing to invest 30 40 50 an hour of their time with you, mm-hmm. they probably are willing to spend that time with a book too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the 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 one thing is uh, books. I know for a fact that books have completely changed the way I've approached business, life, relationships, and everything. And again, not every book is is great, but uh, we've between the two of us, we have a stable of books that I know that I can always go back to, and like I want to read through them again and again and again. You know, one of the ones that always pops up for me is just Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. And I've I usually listen to that at least once a year. But um, it's it was such an impact on my life. And I know for a fact it's been, you know, books and reading have been an impact on his life. And so it was a, a I think it was a natural progression anyway, because honestly, half of our episodes were always going like we picked this up from this area and this is who we got this from. Mm-hmm. And this is the book that we read. And so uh what essentially we ended up doing was, okay, like if we're going to do one book a month, what do we think are the 12 most important books to get people along the way, right? And then it's it's that kind of journey and track. And then the beautiful part of it is it's really just turnkey for the, for the listener mm. because it's like they pay 30 bucks a month. We ship the book directly to their house. And then they have access to the episode where we essentially put out an exclusive episode that only they get access to. And it just breaks down what we took away from the book, not – saying it's right or wrong it was just like what are the lessons that we picked up how did it help us and so it's also kind of like a uh you know like a you know for lack of a better term like kind of a a guide to navigating the book what are the things you should be looking for and paying attention to um and then you know the one thing we tell them is listen to this podcast read the book and then come back and be like what did we miss because there's probably stuff that we missed you know and call Mm -hmm. us out on it so it allows not just an opportunity for them to get value and not just an opportunity for them to learn, 
but we really want engagement. Like we're, we don't want to just get on there and be like talking out and everybody be like, Oh yeah, you guys are doing a great job. Like we want, what are your stories? Uh, you know, challenge something we said. It's the only way that any of us learn. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's another opportunity for us to engage with them as opposed to it just being a one-sided conversation, you know, where they're just kind of a fly on the wall listening to Drew and I talk about our issues. We'd rather than be like, hey, have you guys ever thought about this? Or, you know, hey, this is my story that related to that. And, and again, it just kind of allows us a little more personal opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. You have one of the more unusual names for podcasts. <laughs> um, I, but I, I do want to... You know, obviously, you can pick it up on the this intro episode. <laughs> we can go back to the intro episode, and you can understand exactly where you came from. But I, but I want to introduce that here mm-hmm. as well too in this podcast. I'm talking about the title of your podcast, and and because I'm not just going to go skirt by it. I think it's important because, yeah. and I didn't bring it up initially because I wanted the listener to kind of hear where you're going with this podcast, and yeah. now bring it back home. Going, this is why we named it this way. Talk about them. I'll, I'll let you start that one off. Yeah, you know, so when we first uh, thought of names, it was a conversation at Stoff's. We were sitting yep. there having a coffee, and oh my goodness, I think you know I had just finished Seth Godin's uh, marketing seminar, Fan- fantastic marketing mm-hmm. seminar. But looking at a name that is unique, you know, that like like one um, doesn't really have a bucket in the mind, you know, like it's. It's almost code. Yeah, it's it's a. Uh, <laughs> if you know it, you know us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sort of thing. Almost. Pretty much. Yeah. You know, it, it's uh, something that we can relate to, something we can own, and then looking at okay, well, what's this about? You know, and our definition or our our boil down is a little better each day. And when you look at Kamiwaza as a name, right, and you look at the Japanese translation of godlike technique, mm-hmm. you know, like okay, you know, the godlike technique to us is improvements every day it's not perfection right but it's the pursuit of getting better each day and we went and don't get me wrong we just like anybody else we went through we had a we had a few stage of oh, names yeah sure sure but uh we always we were holding it to um uh like like he's talking about out of that marketing seminar with seth godin the the little kind of pieces of it like does it peak interest uh is it something that like when you google it where does it stand? Is it going to get flooded with 50 other things that you're going to be battling against? Um, and then also, you know, does it essentially in the end of the world, you know, embrace whatever it was. And we came up with a couple that we were playing with and, you know, just like everybody else, I'm pretty sure anytime anybody names anything, they at least go back to Greek history or Latin in some form. Of fashion. <laughs> so we went through like the Gordian knot and uh, like plays off of that and some other things. And, it was it was interesting because Seth Godin is a guy that uh, that him and I both follow very well, and and anybody smart that I follow, like I have to admit, Drew has you know turned me on to them in some form, and uh, you know he talks about Kamiwaza in in, in uh, you know several several of his conversations and videos and several of his books, and uh, I remember that sticking out, and I think that you know we we kind of went down there and then we did our history or. or uh, kind of background check on it and it doesn't pop up there's a video game from sony from like regular playstation you know whatever it wasn't successful but uh so it just it fit and then the more and more and more you look at it it really does you know the way that we look at everything is kind of this in-depth like i want to learn more i want to learn more i want to get better i want to get better if i'm going to do anything i want to be really good at it mm-hmm. <clears throat> perfect well again that's why i left it at last because i think 
what you said before kind of lines up to like, oh, now I get it. Yeah. Now I understand why it's called that. So, yeah. so. And it's also fun to have to say like the well, sure. very first thing out of your mouth. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've screwed it up on half the episodes. It's true. <laughs> you, you actually self-corrected yourself in this last recording. Yeah, I, but I think you, I think you said it right. I was like, wait a minute. Is that right? Yes, call me Wise. Saying it right. Wait a minute. Come on. Why does it sound wrong? <laughs> So let's talk about future plans for the podcast. Uh, I, as you mentioned, you're uh, you know a dozen or so in, but that shouldn't stop you from thinking of what you're going to do with number one hundred. Yeah. You know that sort of thing. What, what, what are you thinking about? So we're uh, we're staying two ahead at the moment. So we released eleven this morning, but we recorded thirteen last night. Um, so we're two ahead, and I I would love to. I think I think we can both agree we'd love to stay at least two ahead, mm-hmm. if not more. So. Um, him and I do travel sometimes and we get out. So there's one or two bumps in the road that are going to come up and we want to make sure we stay ahead of that. Um, I, you know, I think the, the deeper we get into this, I, I think every time you get into a new project, you know, you have to envision number 100, but the further and further we get into it, I can like, I can see number 100, like, you know what I mean? Like just, we, we, we never run out of topics Mm-mm. every week that we come in and we say we want to talk about this one thing but we have four others we wanted to talk to i already have i have a list of topics that i think is almost like 23 long you know what i mean and that's just starting and then the more conversations we have you know with uh, uh instructors and everything like that they're asking questions i'm going that's a that's an episode in itself mm-hmm. and we've in the middle of episodes been like we could go down this road but that's an episode in itself and so <laughs> we've got i don't see the end of it coming anytime right. You know, soon, and, and it plays off of what the uh, the podcast is because it's continually improving. Heck, number one hundred could be a review of episode number one, where we've changed our mind on five of the things we've done, or we've done something different with it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in the long run, um, you know, I don't think we've talked about completely long term, like exactly what that looks like. Um, but you know, I would imagine it, it us just keep chipping away and chiming as long as there aren't you know. You know, we stay ahead and we're both in the same location. It's relatively uh, ease there. And, you know, maybe there's a, a five-week break here and then a review of some other ones. Maybe it changes down the road and we're doing reviews of books and other things that go. But as far as that goes, I mean, I mean, I see 100. I see 200. I mean, mm-hmm. I love Andy Frisella, but if he can make it to whatever, like 210, I feel like we can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, and I, and I just see um, continuing to grow an audience. Yeah. You know, uh, where our first thought was a new audience and how, okay, the first 12 has really helped galvanize the audience that we currently have, uh, continuing to just get better at finding the new audience, getting it in front of the new audience. Uh, you know, I mentioned my buddy James Clear uh, before. And one thing I think uh, that I keep in mind, I think it'll help everybody listening, is James's book, Atomic Habits, uh, hit the New York be- bestsellers list. It's his first book, right? So you think like, man, all right, knocked it out of the park yeah, on his first one, one, for one. Right? right? But the thing is, he's been writing to an audience since 2011, I believe, 2011, 2012. Now, when he started, you know, before that, he's told me like, oh, you know, I was actually writing a journal. I just never, I just got up the nerve to actually put it out there, hmm. you know? So he's writing and he's writing and all he did was make a um, goal of consistency. He goes, I'll, I'll publish on Monday and Thursday every week and I won't miss, right? So he's doing that and he's doing that and he's doing that. Nothing's happening and nothing's happening, nothing's happening. And he's like, you know, it got to the point where he was kind of like, man, am I just wasting my time, right? And he said about eight months in, he goes, boom, 
first one just went viral, hmm. right? Now, at that point and then on, um, I know he's he's really built up a, a good network of internet entrepreneurs. So he gets to see some of the behind the scenes of how are people's audiences growing and whatnot. Um, within his networks, he realized he had one of the fastest growing lists in the sense of he grew to a, uh, a quarter million people following him within 14 months. Yeah. Right. So unheard of, you know, but in his in our discussion over coffee, you know, as he's telling me, he goes, you know, within the first eight months of nothing happening, he goes, what it taught me was one, I'm the worst. We're the worst judges of our own work. He goes, what I thought was great biffed. And he goes, and what I thought wasn't very good, (laughs) he goes, took off. (laughs) Right. And he goes, but the other thing, too, he goes, looking at the eight months of me just shipping, he goes, I got better. He goes, when I first started, I wasn't that great of a writer. He goes, man, eh, you might not be like, oh, you're not, a, you know, you're a horrible writer. He goes, it was decent, I guess. And he goes, but eight months in, he goes, I was a lot better than day one, yeah. right? And he goes, you know, so that his message, and we talk about consistency a lot, and looking at this podcast, uh, is is letting ourselves keep doing that, holding on to the consistency, because by episode fifty, episode one hundred, we're going to be a lot better than we were at episode one. We already are. I mean, you know, you, even just in the basics of it, like understanding how to adjust the freaking sound levels, <laughs> like sure. what mics. Well, even how having it's co- edited, even having a conversation with yourselves on yep. mic, yep. it totally changes it once you have a mic in front of you rather than a cup of coffee. Oh yeah, because you you know you're recording. Yeah. Yep. So without stepping on each other, without allowing the other person to kind of finish their thought, but still hold your thought in your head, it's it, it it's practice. Oh yeah. yeah. The well, and, that's, and you can you can tell that I think we were two episodes in. I can't remember. It was two or three that we had released, and I literally sent him a text, and I was like, "Dude, I talked for like twenty yeah. straight minutes, and you didn't get a word in." And I was like, and so, "You know, you build that awareness, and you understand that give and take, and uh, it's just it's reps, it's yeah. pra- it's reps and practice on everything." So you know, fifty in will be that much better, and a hundred in will be that much better, and yeah, yeah. You know, I'm I'm extremely confident in the subject matter. Oh yeah, like it can help that foundation. You know what I mean? And and I find it really fun because a lot of our conversations, I walk away thinking of something that we were talking about in a different way. Like that's that's an, I think the other interesting thing is like we're talking about helping people build their foundation, right? And when you're on a podcast or when you're writing, at what point does someone give you, you know, that expert status where it's like, oh, well, they're the subject matter expert because they're talking into a mic about it, you know, and how often that stops us from getting in front of a mic. Mm. But then – also realizing that through this process, like there's been ahas and growth between us of just going like, you know, that went a route that I don't I don't think I'd thought about before. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's growing ourselves as well as hoping that the audience can take those lessons and run with them, too, mm-hmm. and just continuing to grow that community. Yeah, I mean, last night was a prime example of it. We <laughs> went in last night's topic uh, for episode 13 was uh, sunk cost. And in my mind, you know, again, the 15 minutes before we went up there, I had a completely different idea of how this episode was going to go. And we went, you know, five different ways. And where I'm going, that's not how I looked at sunk cost. And holy crap, it's a, it's a completely different view. And it now allows me to, to, to open up a pathway to see other things in a different light. And it literally just was us hashing things out. He sees it different. I see it different. And we're able to actually talk back and forth about that. Um, I mean, I've, I know for a fact I've <laughs> I've learned over these 13 episodes, uh, you know, so it's, yeah. And you've gotten very lucky that you've had your listening audience, your clients, yep. 
uh, now initially give you feedback immediately. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. connecting with them. That's huge. They, everyone that podcasts wants that is somebody listening to this. Yep. Yeah, you can look at the download numbers. You can see that, yeah, I do see people are listening, quote unquote, but the feedback is never usually there for yeah. a while. You got it in yeah. pretty quickly, which is great. Well, and that's the thing that I that I think is interesting too, because we see them face to face. Most of these conversations are taken face to face. It's not they're they're not leaving a comment or writing a message. It's when we see you face to face, we're going to have this conversation. And that makes me think to like how many people have thought the same exact thoughts, but they just aren't going to take the time to write it down, but they're not going to see us face to face. They're not going to have that conversation. Mm -hmm. And so if we didn't have that immediate feedback face to face, I'm pretty sure half of the conversations we had, nobody would have ever written it on the board, would have never sent it through a message. And so that is, that's an interesting point that I hadn't even really thought about until you brought it up where. We are in that position where people can go, hey, I listened to your podcast last night. And then we can, if they don't say anything, I can call them out and be like, what'd you think? Right. You know what sure, I mean? Like, look sure, them in the eyes. Sure. Really? Because uh, you've been here for two years. I know for a fact you needed that episode. <laughs> <laughs> Without calling you out in the podcast. Yeah, I was literally thinking <laughs> yeah. about you while yeah. talking about this. You play it backwards when I say your name five times. Right. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, advice for uh, a business owner walking into this idea of a podcast, especially in your industry, what would some advice you would give them? Uh, first thing I would say is uh, just do it. Start. You know what I mean? Just it, really, that's the big thing. Uh, and again, pull one from Seth Godin, but in one of his books, he talks about like set a deadline and no matter what happens at the deadline, you send it no matter how good it is because we're pretty much our own worst enemies. So that's the big one. <clears throat> Not to, to, again, just throw books out there, but uh, The War of Art is a fantastic mm-hmm. book by uh, Stephen Pressfield. And it's that. It's you know, if you've thought for two seconds that you might enjoy the the platform or the medium of, of going over the mic, then just do it. Mm. Don't try to make it perfect. You don't need to spend five grand to set up a studio. Like, just sit down and start talking. And then you'll get you'll get good at that. You'll start getting good at the talking part. You might. You might find out it's not a good mix. But, you know, you can always upgrade your mic. You can always upgrade your facility. And you can always get better at it. But, you know, it doesn't need to be perfect. Just do it. Yeah. You know, and see what happens. I think that's a big lesson that – and that applies to – everything but as far as talking to people directly about possibly doing podcasting just do it if it does awesome after six months great if if you find yourself more tired by the idea and you're not fueled by it then hey at least you gave it a shot but you have to give it a shot and get it out there before you can ever make that decision yeah and i think a lot of times even when you do start and create it's you know six months down the line if you're like okay this isn't the thing I think what you've created will still add value oh, if yeah. you keep it, you know, on the website. If you, if you know, you a new client come in and you look and go, oh man, okay, over the course of six months, I did thirty episodes, and honestly, I feel these five really could be valuable for someone new. Mm-hmm. You know, when they when they sign up, send it, send those five to them, like, hey, you know, other members have found these valuable. Uh, you're welcome to listen. Yeah. You know, and the only thing that could be happening there is you're galvanizing that relationship. Of, of media that you've already created. All right. So what's the best place to find Kamiwaza? Uh, the webpage, which is going to direct you pretty much directly to our uh, Podbean site, but is kamiwaza.co. So K-M-I-K-A-M-I-W-A-Z-A.co. Um, but the podcast is on all your major outlets. So it's on Spotify. It's on iTunes. It's on yeah. Google. It's on Podbean. It's on Stitcher. Yeah. Um, if, so you can find it all there. If they're not uh, going to either, either your uh, uh, places, how can they 
reach you to kind of give you a comment about, hey, this really touched me. Could you cover yeah. this? Uh, what's, what's a good way to get getting a hold of you? Yeah, for sure. Um, on the Podbean site, and I'm pretty sure it pushes off to everything else, but we do have all of our contact information and okay. stuff for Endeavors mm-hmm. on there, stuff for Project Lift is on there. Um, but uh, you can always find me at uh, Aaron, well, pretty much online at Janetti Aaron, pretty much on everything. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, it's the same exact uh, um, uh, ID there. But uh, Aaron at EndeavorDCF.com is email if they want to reach out to us directly or reach out to me directly. They can also get a hold of the podcast directly at Kamiwaza Podcast at Gmail. Yep. Um, and so that's a really easy way. And then Project Lift, yeah. as far as that goes. You know, we got Project Lift. You can find, uh, unfortunately, unlike Instagram and whatnot, it's uh, a weird <laughs> spelling. I, I think we had to leave out like – There's an underscore. Yeah, there's right like a, sure. something we had to leave out a letter, you know. E. Some, it's yeah. like P-R-O-J-C. It, it's sad that I'm I'm literally going, I'm not sure which letter it is because when I when I write it down, I pull out my phone and look. I'm like, okay, which one is right. it? Well, it's like your phone number. Why do you have your phone number in your phone? You don't call yeah. yourself. Yeah. Right. Sure. yeah. You know, but, but me personally, uh, Drew Dillon, all one word on all the major outlets. Uh, I've been able to grab Dillon is spelt with only one I, you know, D-I-L-L-O-N. Uh, a lot of people like to add an extra eye and then, you know, like, I can't find you. What's wrong? And it's like, <laughs> it's, it's one eye. Um, they add letters to yours. They take letters off mine. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, yours just to let you know. Thank you. Is <laughs> missing the E and has an underscore. So it's P-R-O-J-C-T underscore lift. You're welcome. Thank you. It works. <laughs> I'll have all those connections in the podcast show notes yeah, too. Sure. So, but I always like to give a, a, a verbal shout out yeah. for the yeah. sake of so it, it gets in your head twice when you look around. So good. Well, I appreciate you guys coming in to talk about this podcast tonight. And again, talk to uh, and thank Dr. Richard Alm to. Uh, Columbus Chiropractic for putting us together. Do too. we have all so. of his acronyms for after his name? Oh, the alphabet. The alphabet. <laughs> Doctor Google. Yeah. <laughs> the alphabet. <laughs> no, I appreciate him connecting us, and and uh, I'll uh, uh, tell him a big thank you next time I see him, which uh, I'm sure will be soon yeah. <laughs> when I get injured doing something stupid. <laughs> anyway, um, good luck with the podcast. I, I know it. we'll connect up again, um, but great interview, and I appreciate your insights on what you guys are doing with this. And uh, actually, a lot more in depth than uh, I was expecting. I, I, again, you never know until you go through the interview. Like, oh, yeah. Wow, uh, yeah. And not that I don't expect people to put thought into the podcast. It's always interesting to see what thought was put into the yeah. podcast because it's sometimes not that evident listening you don't know until you see a rhythm till you see years in, you know oh, yeah. uh, of what's going on with it so it's interesting that you have that deep a thought about this podcast so early in which i i think will get you to episode 100 150 200 i can we'll have to come back I, in episode it. yeah <laughs> it's going to be on my calendar i'm going to keep a look at it because that's, that's that's another conversation of getting there yeah it is honestly truth. it really is it really is well again thanks i appreciate it thanks I for having us, having us. At the bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high flying to all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. 
See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. Tune into Haycar's new podcast series, The Road to a Simple Life. And join me, Vernon Kay, as I chat to McFly's Harry Judd, Ian Haste of Haste Kitchen, and Money Magpie's Jasmine Bertles about how they keep things simple across their family, food, and financial lives. The Road to a Simple Life is brought to you by Haycar, the new website for used cars that promise to make finding your perfect used car simpler than ever. Find us on all major podcast channels or head to haycar.co.uk forward slash simple for all of the episodes.